You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. We don't, I think we'd, we knew in our bones we were going to do shared parental leave, like it just made sense. And I don't remember it ever being a question. Then obviously it is like, how do you carve up uh-huh. that year? And I think John started that conversation tentatively suggesting that we would because we were doing this in a just and fair way that it would be six months six months and then that I had a different idea about what I thought was just and fair (laughs) in this context. I'm Tulare Lloyd-Jones I'm the editorial manager at Central St Martins and I am the mother of Manon who just turned one yesterday. I'm John Ross I am Manon's dad and I'm a director at 6A Architects. And this evening I'm interviewing Tulare Lloyd-Jones and John Ross. I'm in their, their home. Um, we're going to be talking predominantly about shared parental leave because um, Tulare and John have both taken that route this past year. Um, just a little bit to say that I've got to know the couple um, recently through my child Casper being roughly the same age as Manon um, but there's some connections to the past. Um, John and I actually <laughs> knew each other in our teenage years but we've only recently rediscovered that small world connection Um, and also both John and Tulare work in industries I know a little bit more about um, so that's quite nice for this interview that I feel like I could maybe pitch in a weenie bit but as I say the focus is shared parental leave um, because you're one of the few couples that I know who have taken advantage of it. You've introduced yourselves and your careers but do you want to say a little bit more about what you do in your day jobs and then we can talk a little bit about the decision you made to then do parental leave. I spend my days writing. I am an in-house journalist for Art and Design University so um, talking to uh, students and staff about the projects that they work on and then sharing that with the world. That's my job making sense of some of these big ideas and yeah it's like translating creative yeah. projects into yeah. for public consumption essentially yeah. and it's really fun and it's um really inspiring to be around loads of uh, interesting and ambitious and crazy and eccentric people <laughs> and what's you did you study design or did you come more from the writing and communications so i studied of? art history okay. and then i studied design history mm. um and then, yeah, I went straight into um, kind of journalism in a design specialism, I guess. Um, and then because print is going through um, a transformation at the minute mm-hmm. and um, there aren't that many jobs uh, in a traditional journalistic sense. So I ended up um, finding this kind of hybrid role inside an educational institution that is essentially half journalist, half um, press and PR it's yeah. really interesting but it's yeah it's part of this new hybrid um, journalistic yeah. industry I think and probably having to make sense of the student and the academic output as well which, yeah. yeah there's a lot of like language issues like specialist mm. language and academic language yeah. and figuring out how best to represent things and um, translate things for an ordinary person mm. who might not um, know those specialist words and yeah. phrases yeah Sounds very exciting. And I know Central St. Martin's a little bit. I haven't been in for a while, but um, I have spent a few days there. <laughs> um, now, John, you're an architect. Tell me about your practice and your career path to sort of being where you're at. So, so yeah, so I, I trained, I mean, I started at university studying history, mm-hmm. actually. And then I had a bit, of, um, a bit of an epiphany about what I wanted to do. And so I changed two years into that. And um, uh, and and started started a, a kind of long process of training to become an architect. Yeah. I've been working uh, at Six A, the practice, for the last twelve years. Okay. Um, I started there as a in between my my undergraduate degree and my and my postgrad degree. I, I spent a year, um, uh, an amazing year, working there. Um, and I was lucky enough to 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 come back to the practice when I finished my diploma and have been there ever since. Yeah. Um, and. I've had the opportunity to work on some some really amazing, very exciting projects with with a pretty sort of diverse group of clients. Um, uh, yeah, we're we're a practice of of about thirty five people now. Okay, so relatively big, right? So relatively relatively big, and 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 we've we've grown from maybe ten. 
people when I when I started, and the scale of the projects that we've that we've been working on has 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 grown slowly over that time, but um, slowly but steadily. And award winning, and yeah. And yeah. we've won some awards along the way, which has which has which has been very nice. We were shortlisted for the Sterling Prize two years ago. And um, various SARBA awards, and 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 yeah, I think the, the the work is is really positively and generously received. So we've just opened, kind of coinciding with my uh, being on uh, being away on paternity leave. I finished a project that I'd been working on, um, or rather, the, the everyone else in the office finished <laughs> off the project that I'd been working on. You for came the last in for the glory years. at the I end, came right? For the glory, yeah. <laughs> So that's a, that's a gallery in, in Milton Keynes, MK Gallery, which opens um, two days before I finish my paternity leave. That's exciting. And I think um, anyone, I haven't been to visit, but anyone who wants to go and visit should. And then they can be like, oh, John Ross was the architect on this. <laughs> <laughs> but John, I hadn't actually asked you previously how long you'd been at 6A. So it's news to me that you've been there 12 years. So that's actually quite a good reference point for me, because you must be quite established there then, having been there for 12 years. So maybe taking shared parental leave when you've been somewhere for a decent length of time is maybe going to be different for someone who's relatively new to practice so maybe we can pick up on some feelings around around that um because obviously you're I think you're quite not unique because obviously other couples are doing shared parental leave but the previous podcast interview with Lily Anderson Nichols, who's an HR professional, like she did say within her interview that she didn't think it had been taken up so much and maybe could be taken up more. So maybe the sort of filtering down of the information and the understanding that it's out there and it can work hasn't really got through unless you know differently and you've actually got loads of other friends who are doing shared parental leave and you actually think there's a, a bit of a kind of a buzz around it already or do you sort of feel you're quite pioneering do you feel you're quite pioneering in this it doesn't feel pioneering to us yeah is that the wrong answer it doesn't feel pioneering no I'd 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 agree actually Mm -hmm. Uh, if I mean it it felt quite a natural thing to do um but thinking about it I don't we don't have that many friends who've taken it yeah out of other couples you know I mean uh, through the, I think through architecture friends, mm. I probably do know a few. Okay. Um, uh, and so I think within, I think it, within my industry, I was aware of it being a thing. People were people were doing it. Yeah. Um, so, it th- there was there was definitely um, a precedent that that I saw amongst not actually not people in the office because I was the I was the first You're the first from your office I'm the okay. first dad to I'm yeah. the first dad full stop yeah. to have had a baby uh in in the office there 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 have been other dads who've already had kids yeah, yeah. been slightly older, older. Mm-hmm. um but I was the first time that yeah. that that we as a practice were you know had, this yeah. this had happened to to us um but but I had I had one friend and colleague um who uh, she ha- has a daughter who's almost exactly a year older than us. Um, and she and her partner are, are kind of old friends of mine. And they had done uh, shared parental leave the year before us. Um, and some of, uh, I think there were two other friends of mine from doing diploma who'd, who'd done the same. So there was, a, there, was a, there was a bit of a, it was certainly in my kind of, my sphere of reference mm. what about yours Teleri? had you known people who'd taken it up and no I can't think of anyone and yet it was de- I I was definitely aware of it as an option mm. but I can't actually pinpoint exactly how I knew about it. I think I knew about it when it was announced politically I feel like it was a big deal when it came in a couple mm. of years ago mm. and I remember it being announced and thinking so uh, I definitely knew about it then um, and at that point, were you probably just listening to the news thinking, that's a good thing, I'm a yeah. feminist, this is a good thing, it should be happening. Or well, what, what was your gen, or were you actually thinking, oh, if we were to have children, this is actually something we it, would consider, or was it a bit more of a general good feeling? It just it? it just seems like to- a totally ordinary thing. Okay. It makes total sense to me. Mm. And I I think maybe when I heard about it coming in, Firstly, I would have been surprised that it didn't exist already. Yeah. Um, and it just seemed like a logical extension mm. of of um, parental rights mm. when you're having a baby. So when we first found out we were 
pregnant, I think I'd assumed that was what we'd do because it seemed like a fair... So it was a very natural process. Uh, Yeah, 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 massively. The the, the other thing, actually, I would say is that, again, within my own studio, there were... I'd served with quite an international European group. Mm. Um, and architecture studios generally are quite international, yeah. And um, and and specifically colleagues who'd who'd gone back to Sweden, gone back to Denmark, had kids, and then come back and visited. You'd kind of, you you sort of heard their stories about the about the parental leave opportunities that 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 they had as 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 fathers, yeah. and that. Um, uh, and and so that kind of started to feed into my thinking about well, hang on, actually, what sort of parent do mm-hmm. I want to be able to be? Yeah. So I think that was I think that was quite important as, as a sort of as a feeding down as a, as a as a cultural thing. And probably those cultural models in other countries are sort of better models, really. Like people before have talked about some Scandinavian models, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we've seen in the news that yeah. people have you know, good rights and good access to childcare and affordable childcare, as well as how you manage your maternity or paternity leave. And so how does the shared parental leave work on a very sort of factual, like, because maternity leave, you, it generally will vary from organisation to organisation, what contracts you're on, but you can take up to a year. And depending on how long you've been in a position, you can get better than statutory maternity pay or you might just get statutory maternity pay and or you might just get a maternity allowance just depending on contract types is it similar with shared parental leave you just take a portion is the right of the dad as well or is it a bit more complicated um so it's going to be quite embarrassing for maybe us to confess that we don't entirely understand how it works and I think that's something that we came up against in both our um institutions that we work for or the practices that we work for is that no one really fully 100% understands how it all works essentially we have 52 weeks that we can share between us so that's the like the basics Mm -hmm. but then when you really want to drill down and understand um when you can take things when how much money you're going to be earning and that kind of stuff it gets quite complicated quite quickly um and getting answers to those especially when you've got two companies that aren't talking to each other yeah. it's actually quite difficult to yeah. map and understand what your year is going to be like it was a bit surprising that it was a bit surprising that within the hr community mm. there wasn't a greater level of clarity about actually what this what this meant for them as organizations and i mean Sarah's mm. absolutely right it's it's effectively those kind of statutory maternity rights and pay is is then subdivided between between the two of you as you want to do it yeah um with i guess with the extension that's um that you as a as as the father you maintain your two-week statutory paternity Paternity leave at the the front yeah Mm -hmm. um but 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 thereafter it kind of came down to the specifics of what each each employer wanted to wanted to do to agree with you so you could present something see if they agree and then you have to check that the other organisation yeah. is in agreement. To I think. Oh, how, I no, think no, in no. terms of timeframes, mm. you know, if we, how we wanted to split it, whether mm. whether it be six months, six months, eight months, four months, mm. I think that that stays within our power. Within your rights. My understanding you. of the okay. legislation is that we we can sort of dictate those terms. I think so. And how did you split it then? How did you organise your your share? So I do remember this conversation. So I remember us we don't I think we'd we knew in our bones we were going to do shared parental leave like it just made sense and I don't remember it ever being a question um but then the then obviously it is like how do you carve up Uh that year and I think John started that conversation tentatively suggesting that we would be because we were doing this for in a just and fair way that it would be six months six months yeah and then that I had a different idea about what I thought was just and fair <laughs> in this context. Yeah. Um, uh, because when I, well, yeah, when so then I suggested, well, maybe like eight months, four months would be eight months for me, four months There's for a bit him. Bargaining going on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just because also because it's your fir- it's our first child and and it's the first baby I've ever had. And I don't know how I'm how yeah. it's going to go, and I was pretty sure the first month or so might not 
uh, I might be recovering from things yeah. physically yeah. as well as getting used to having a baby. So they're, they're, di- they're completely different experiences of that my six months or his six months, yeah. you know. Um, so we uh, we discussed that. And I, and I remember you being very um, accepting of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we came... If, there wasn't it wasn't a long drawn out conversation yeah, i think yeah, we pretty quickly got to the idea that we'd, we'd split it eight months four months okay and uh, you had a bit of an overlap as well so within that yeah and i think i probably when you told me something about you were going to travel the world at one point in your overlap <laughs> i did this like oh this smug parent of a second child i was like oh. no. <laughs> um, and then you're like no then we went to diy oh, we had a, options and we so. had amazing we had so many amazing plans which <laughs> We were gonna, we were, we were gonna travel the world. We were kind of picking all those hot spots where we could go to go and have amazing warm weather in December, and it was gonna be great. And then when we back, we did backtrack from that, yeah. and we decided that we'd get all of the kind of leftover bits of DIY done whilst there were two of us around the house, yeah. so we could really finish finish it off and have a really kind of beautiful home for Manon to grow up in. And um, and then the, when we did a bit of DIY ish. <laughs> 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 so yeah so I technically I went back to work after eight months and then because I used my annual leave uh, we had a six month overlap six week overlap. six weeks sorry, sorry mm-hmm. six week mm-hmm. um and we made a list of seven thousand things that we were going to achieve in those six weeks and we achieved a couple of them and bought some Christmas presents and that was about it and then on Christmas and we had a really nice time together yeah, exactly. I mean that was that was I mean it was the most amazing privilege to have that time to, yeah. so just as the three of us and it was kind of beyond the it was beyond the 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 first bit which is I mean, it's kind of magical but it's also exhausting and uh this Alien was and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this was really it felt like really it felt very indulgent yeah. to have that time as a as a family i think we feel differently about that time because i think you were come you'd been at work for six no eight eight months seven and a half months and so you just stepped into your leave so it was a magical mystery tour (laughs) of of not of not being at work and being with Manon and me whereas I was coming to the end of my leave Mm. and so I found that time it was really great to all be together but I I found that there was an edge to that experience because it was coming to a close and yeah and also probably as most mothers listening and like empathize with you're also trying to work out what your return to work looks like which isn't always a straightforward process so even if you're like keen to go back and you're like into your job which you are you you still have to work out exactly how it's going to work and there's some pressures and some confusions along the way so you probably had all that sort of simmering am I right in assuming that or is that yeah because I just didn't know how it was going to be it was all Mm. so new and you just don't know how it's going to feel but Mm. but I think that's one of the huge benefits of shared parental leave was that I didn't have to go back to work and get go through the process of putting man on in nursery all at the same time yes okay I think this is like mm. where it holds huge value for me and my experience is because I then had two and a half three months of being at work and yeah. getting used to being at work and then coming home and John being with man on yeah. and that just felt so normal and usual it wasn't it wasn't an abrupt break yes. um the transition was yeah the transition was so much more gentle mm. um and I really appreciated that so I could get my feet back under my desk at work yeah um without too much stress of yeah. worrying about my non yeah well that kind of rush to get in and get back is yeah a bit which that, is... that pressure was off a wee bit then and yeah definitely yeah so there's almost been like four phases then within your shared parental leave there's been nutillary well, maybe five if you include the first two weeks when you were on I your... I can't remember those first two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the, the first two-week haze, right? And then there's you being off on more of a typical maternity process. Then there's your overlap. Then there's John taking over. And you starting back at work full-time. So you're, you've gone back in full-time. And then you're now both full-time back and Manon's in nursery full-time yeah three three and a half three and a half weeks into that three and a half weeks into that okay and how's how's that going guys (laughs) it's quite hectic yeah (laughs) yeah I think it's the moment when when reality has definitely sort of shoved its way back in through the front door 
and um, uh, and it's a much more difficult. Of course, it's a much more difficult balance. Um, I guess in a way, I've had the, the, the slight the slight reverse because I have gone back to work, and the you know my time away has been it's been shorter. It's only been yeah. four months, but it's still taken me a bit of a bit of headspace to yeah, yeah, get yeah. my feet back under the desk. Yeah. Um, uh, at the same time as as Manon being back at nursery, and then I think we're sort of adjusting to how we you know how we get out the door in the morning and yeah. and get home in the evening to um, to look after her, and then you know actually actually what that means yeah. in terms of the subdivision of kind of responsibilities between us Inherited. suddenly becoming much mm. much more real. Yeah, I mean something I'm quite interested in, and I don't know how we necessarily talk about it, but your conversations about parenting because obviously you've taken a bit more of a equal parenting role you know as in you've shared parental leave and now you're talking about balancing two full-time jobs whereas maybe traditionally it might be the woman who doesn't go back to work or goes back part-time which is what I did and so you know you guys have taken a slightly different tack on this which is fantastic so do you think maybe you don't know do you think you talk more about parenting as a result of all that without meaning to be harsh on people that do it the more traditional way, which is probably how I've done it. I don't think we talk... But we talk about Manon all the time. Is that the same thing as talking about parenting? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, we've got, like, an obsession. (laughs) Um, You did create her. (laughs) But we don't... I don't think we discuss... It doesn't feel like we discuss parenting. No, I don't. In a way, I don't think we've quite got enough distance yet from a period when, because, again, the the experience of doing parental leave was really interesting because, uh, for the first eight months, Tulare very much sets the set the rhythm of Manon's day and in mm. the kind of and 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 how you looked after her mm. and the kind of routine that she got into and and what you were doing and then we had this very nice. Um, handover period mm. when so it didn't feel like when you went back to work I was suddenly left holding this little thing that I didn't mm. really understand uh, what you did all day mm. I'd had six weeks to get used to that mm. and then I from from the kind of new year onwards I was in charge uh, during the daytime and so I've had my own yeah. kind of period and and uh, and, and that meant that obviously Manon is, was continuing to change through that and yeah. the way that we did things kind of changed very slightly not dramatically I don't think mm. but it means that I think we we both we're still at a point where we both have a pretty kind of equivalent sense of how we pa- and I don't think we I don't think we've parents in fundamentally different ways no, no. No, I was waiting for you to say, no, we do, we do, we're fundamentally, we're terribly different. <laughs> no, I think in general, we're quite similar. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think, mm. but but I think, to be honest, we're still mm. in such an early stage of of that yeah. post, it's post-parental weeks, leave said, yeah. um, kind of real life balance. Mm. And I don't think we've yet really understood what it means going forwards. Or how we how we go to work, get back from work, spend time with man on, yeah. and I, and I'm I'm sort of very conscious in this that for all that's uh, I think that the the shared parental leave and having paternity having mm. an extended period of paternity leave has been really beneficial. I'm also still conscious that mm. in the week time, Tulare does more of the mm. parenting. But your industry is not particularly forgiving and that sort of hours or is your culture in your office quite i think the culture to be honest i think well Mm. both things i think i think Mm. the culture in the office uh, is very is really supportive it's really it's really supportive of of it but equally Mm. as i think as a whole industry um it's it's timekeeping is leaves Mm. a little to be desired yeah and and so certainly that makes Mm. that 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 means that in very in very crude terms, yeah. in the morning it's a kind of shared endeavour, yeah. and getting man onto nursery um, is more or less a shared endeavour, even if I kind of do the very final bits of drop off. Yeah. But yeah. evening time, at the moment, is almost entirely Tulare, mm. um, and I kind of try and 
get home in time a couple of nights a week to yep. see her for bath time. Yeah. But I, I'm still aware that that's, you know, that means that most days you're doing a, a kind of a really important hour and a half, um, uh, which I don't do. And and that that's, so that may be sort of, mm. there, there, there's a slightly, uh, from my side, a slightly uncomfortable um, not uncomfortable from from you, but uncomfortable but within myself. You feel myself. it, like you feel like you would want to be more present yeah. and more, yeah, 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 and more equal. But it, equally, I mm. could, you know, I think it's within my power to to change that. Yeah, yeah I do. I do think that we've spent this year being quite um, sharing and splitting things equally, and then it's quite uh, ironic to see like that as we go back into our work positions that the external world kind of enforces us to be slightly unbalanced in that yeah, way yeah. um I think there's lots of reasons there's loads of reasons for that um and I think one of one of them is what we are, what we do for our jobs and I feel like a lot of the time John has to be he has to be in the office to has work to be present yeah he has to be yeah. present and also you know uh, the technology he needs to use is is in the office like whereas I can work anywhere like I can work at home as long as I've got a laptop I can do my work um so I can do it in the evening yeah. and you know I'm, I'm very autonomous yes in my job whereas John is a lot more collaborative and it yeah. requires a team yes. and a lot of communication um so I think just by what we do it means that I am more flexible with mm-hmm. my time yeah. and I can leave you know I can leave to make sure I can pick her up from nursery and then if you have to do an extra hour after bedtime you can pick it up at home and yeah yeah I did in my head I thought that would happen a lot and I do work in the evening and I'm finding that I am so tired yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I want so I've done I'm surprised that's the thing that surprised me the last few weeks promoting extra evening work I'm just gonna caveat that I was thinking that you could whereas no but you do you you leave the office mm. saying to people like, "I'll look at that later." I can look at that later. Like mm. uh, once I've got, once I'm in front of my computer in like mm. three hours' time, I yeah. can look at it. And uh, because you don't want people to think that you're shirking your yeah. responsibilities, which is this that has come up in previous conversations on and off podcast. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling of like if you leave on time or just a little bit after on time, people might think you're actually like <laughs> not doing your work or just getting out of the office too quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a bad thing, isn't it, that you should feel the, conscious of that? And I think uh, nearly a hundred percent of that feeling comes from myself internally, yeah. and it's actually not present in any of my colleagues. colleagues. You're putting yeah, it on yourself. Totally, yeah. it totally comes from myself. Um, and there's been absolutely no um, funny looks at me or comments uh, yeah. that I've changed my approach to timekeeping or that I'm yeah. leaving at a particular time because everyone the whole of my I mean that's one good thing about working in a university mm. is that a lot of people have completely different uh, working hours mm. and we're used to people coming in early or coming in late mm. or leaving early or whatever you know people yeah, just get yeah, they, yeah. you just have faith in your colleagues to get your work done and if you've worked somewhere long enough before you take maternity leave and come back I think yeah. people have faith in you that you're people have good. got your backs and they know you and they yeah they know yeah. that you're reliable and responsible and when you say you're going to do something you're going to do it yeah that doesn't mean that I don't once I've put mine onto bed I sit down and I have a glass of wine I don't think oh I should probably get my laptop out and do yeah. stuff but my brain is just like fried mm. from because uh, it's a really weird switch. Like I found that really strange. Like mm. leaving work, being like, okay, my brain is switching off, yes. and then picking her up, and then you're in a totally different brain space. It's an emotional drain as well. It's sometimes. so and strange. Yeah. The mm. whole thing is so strange, and it just does something so bizarre mm. to um, your your I don't know your attention or your capacities yeah. or whatever. And by the end of the day, you're just so tired. And mm. I I know that's like a cliche, and everyone says it. Um, and I shouldn't be surprised that it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> but, but until uh, you live it, it's hard to, to yeah. fully understand. Yeah, yeah, and also, and I guess it's also that thing of um, your priorities. Mm. Like maybe these some of these things don't matter as mm. much necessarily. Mm. Um, slightly reorganizing your thoughts. Yeah, um, and packaged alongside that that reprioritization is also uh, not tolerating. Um, bullshitting and like mm. wasting time, mm. um, which I found going back to work. I don't I suffer just, fools now. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> like just um, 
But I just don't have time to sit in a two-hour meeting mm. for no reason. Mm. Like, I've got to get stuff done. Yeah. Um, and it's not being rude, but uh, it's just being really efficient yeah. all of a sudden, which um, maybe two years ago I wouldn't have been so efficient. Like, oh, there's nice pastries also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice pastries, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because a lot of my job is, is essentially relationship building, mm. and I do my best work but um, I rely on a network of people mm. um, for me to be able to do my work so I have to kind of service those relationships quite a lot yeah. and uh, that takes time so I can quite easily while away time building up those networks and actually now I've just got to be a bit more ruthless about that yes um, mm. and just make sure I'm covering my bases mm. um, but yeah I have been surprised at how how that day how your day shifts how your working day comes to a close mm. and that's kind of it your brain mm. is like changed and switched over into another mm. place um that surprised me mm. and within I suppose both your workplaces and um, John you said that your workplace is supportive but are there other people with kids of similar age or young children around do you feel like there's a bit of a kind of mini network within that not not at my mm. work just mm. um there's a I'm I work with a lot of young, obviously I work with a lot of really young people, like mm. students, um, and then in terms of my colleagues, uh, they, a lot of them are either younger or a bit older, mm. so I'm perhaps in the middle yeah. between those two groups, um, but everyone is a, well, everyone pretends to be equally obsessed by looking at pictures of, of Manon, so um, <laughs> they're, very, they're very supportive and they coo, um, so... So yeah, I don't feel I feel really supported by them all. But there, no, there's not. Um, I don't feel like there's a network of mums mm. really. Um, there, there's yeah, there's a few chats we have over cups mm. of tea, I suppose. I think it's similar for me. I felt like there's been people with older kids, and then maybe people who still work late or go to the pub afterwards or whatever. Mm. And I've kind of fallen somewhere in the middle. What about you, John? You said you're the first dad. Oh, I'm the first, recent I'm the dad, first new dad. New dad. Um, uh, so my, I mean the the the. the Founding directors of the practice have a they know their their child's now um, their son's now nineteen twenty, um, and it's been funny. I've been there long enough to sort of watch him watch him grow up, which has been very nice. But uh, more more recently, um, there's there's there is a there's a kind of cohort of of three of us. So um, uh, one colleague whose whose daughter's almost exactly a year older. Um, she's actually she's a very particular uh, example in as much as she's an architect her partner is an architect and so they um, they, they uh, have a very similar kind of work dynamic be- yeah. between themselves so that means that they do a very particular type of balancing okay. of of how they of how they they um, they manage the the kind of drop off to nursery the pick up and they're both working full time um, uh, so it's uh, and there's and there's there's another there's another baby on the way in the practice and it's quite nice it, it feels there's a there's a certain the practice buzz, baby there's a certain yeah. kind of buzz of excitement yeah, actually yeah, which yeah. is really which is which I, is very nice it's probably now the practice is at a certain size that they can support a, that kind of growing network as well I mean not that the practice makes the decisions about when you have your babies but I know through my partner's practice they were quite small to get started and then once they'd got established a bit more in some of the kind of younger architects then it developed in their careers and then were like ready to potentially start family and then all of a sudden there was like this little explosion of practice babies and it was like quite nice really and yeah so it sounds like that's all happening and that's good and some of the things I was wanting to talk to you guys about um John for you really how you found that time when it was you and Manon and maybe doing the baby groups and being the dad with the baby and doing that and then Tulare a little bit around like confidence around going back to work and some of those sort of changes because you've had time out and you had to work out even though it was a job you knew and loved and it's your job like that feeling of kind of integrating back in and getting into the flow again um and people supporting you around that time so I don't know who wants to go first (laughs) yeah John I I, I completely loved my paternity leave mm. i completely loved the time that i had with mm. with manon um i found it i found it really special yeah i i feel like i grew in confidence as mm. a dad yeah um i i i kind of found myself it was nice it was nice to feel like i 
had an equivalent sort of status uh, on a day just on a day-to-day basis yeah. and kind of understanding what she was like yeah. and um uh, i feel very lucky to have had that time yeah it was uh, uh, and uh, you know it's all entirely personal and, and i yeah. wholly expect that other people will feel differently about 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 their paternity leave experience i really enjoyed going to all the groups i mean I I loved Wriggle and Rhyme at the library. I mean, I think I might have been a bit over enthusiastic about it, but it was it was uh, it, it was it was a really fun time. Of mm. I really enjoyed meeting new people, mm. and people were generally very very welcoming. Mm. Um, and that's other mums, yeah. and then just just kind of people around. It was nice. You got quite a nice response from just just people around. Yeah, who, were, who <laughs> would kind of say, "Oh, it's really nice." I got a lot of a lot of complete strangers in the street would say oh, it's really nice to see a dad with yeah. their with their baby and and again that was quite weird because yeah. f- from our point of view it, it just felt like the kind of normal, normal thing to do. yeah um, you didn't realize you were going to be put up there as a <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i wouldn't put myself up there as a poster dad but, but it, it is really noticeable that a woman with a baby gets like no comments and maybe some oh there's like, another friendly mom with a adv- pram taking yeah. up the space yeah. So, yeah maybe a little bit of annoying advice from people whereas if you're a man with a baby like you get free free well, coffees this is, this is a crazy get, <laughs> this is what our friend was saying yeah our, our friends were saying whenever they whenever he would go out with uh his his um his two kids he would just get free stuff all the time you get free yeah. coffee you get free cake this never happened to me. It's never happened to me. I don't know if this is just... Maybe, maybe you get are... a lot of comments, though. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and... So, it was, it, was, it was lovely. I mean, we... I mean, in lots of ways. Mm. I, and, again, I had amazing ideas about all of the things that we would do yeah. together. And I thought, oh, we'll go to the, we'll go to the Tate. We're going to hang out at we'll the National Gallery. We'll rush around all day, every we'll day. We'll go and do yeah. amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, we had these very nice weeks that we sort of structured, you know, we, they were kind of loosely structured around two things. You know, yeah. we'd, go, we'd go to the library on a Tuesday and we'd go to the swimming pool on a Thursday. Yeah. And around that, we'd see friends, both kind of locally and further afield. And it was mm-hmm. a nice opportunity to to sort of reconnect with friends yeah. who I'd maybe slightly lost touch with yeah. who also had kids and so suddenly you got back together and it yeah, was and, yeah, so, yeah. and so that was that was that was really nice I've you, never walked as much you did go on a lot of adventures I felt very um I felt like my parenting was quite low-key in comparison to yours but the earlier stages a different type Absolutely. of phase I mean yes. there's more feeding whether it's breast or whatever you've gone through mm-hmm. if there is more feeding which requires sitting somewhere right okay being quite comfortable there's less adventuring early I on quite, i would say i was quite a homebody but even beyond those points of mm. so we just went to the park it was it was the really hot summer so it was actually insanely hot mm. so it was mainly making sure she wasn't gonna die from heat but so we're pushing around the park a lot and then uh, starting to get a little bit more. I wish I'd gone out a bit more and like met more people and done more activities. But I just didn't have the confidence of moving around with her. Really, mm-hmm. that sounds ridiculous, but yeah. like I wanted it to. It was all very local. And then when John took over, he I'd be at work and he'd like call and be like, "We've just been to the barbican." And it'd be like, "Oh my god, I wish I'd gone to the barbican with her." Or like, "We just went to the British Museum," and you're like, "Oh." It's just like that sounds amazing, and like, and even though obviously, I mean, I don't know how much she took in at the British Museum. My aunt but... hated the British Museum. <laughs> she thought it was. I felt. I definitely felt like you're. Um, it's part. It's part to do with Manon being a, an older age and just a more uh, engaged yes, in things. Of course, like groups make more sense when yeah. they're sitting up and not just flopping around. And but it was a very. I, I think I, you did have a different experience. <laughs> <laughs> mm, but because yeah. I mean, actually, in the, I guess the. I guess the other thing is that um, having had that conversation uh, that did, I mean, it started notionally, Mm. let's split it six months, six months. For us, it felt like it worked. Well, for me, it worked amazingly because I got this Mm. baby who was in this this really kind of interesting and Mm. really engaged phase. Um, But because of when we handed over and when Mm. I kind of finally took over more full time, it was, yeah, I got her at a good Mm. point. Yeah, and things like the routine and feeding and sleeping were starting to work them work themselves out by that point. Yeah. So like the chaos of things was 
not as much. I mean, effectively, Tilary did all of the hard work, yeah. and I. J- I did I, lay down the groundwork. <laughs> <there. Yeah. laughs> exactly, and you were probably still doing the night times as well. No, 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 no. We'll not. We'll the, not talk about night times. We'll leave uh, there. The night times. The night times were okay by then. By yeah, but just she got before. A good sleeper, guys. So yeah. she was yeah, really oh. bad, and then weirdly, just before. Just before I went back to work, I think she knew I was going back to work. <laughs> she, she just sorted herself out, and it was—it's been really in touch with. It's been really good ever mm. since. So uh, yeah, it was—it was chaos for a few months. Yeah, it was chaos for a while. Yeah, but with with the baby group sort of thing and going to the activities, some men, some dads probably would feel like, depending on which stage of parental leave they take, they might not feel like they would be as not welcomed but um comfortable maybe going into the some of those scenarios where it's maybe this perception that it's a lot of women sitting around eating cake and breastfeeding right and okay some of that does happen i like cake and <laughs> yeah. but you know some people might be put off some yeah, dads yeah. might be put off but do you feel obviously within your friendship and your social group you have got you know dad friends who wouldn't have been put off but some might be do you think that it is there's more dads around now doing the parental leave or just being more present and dipping in and out of activities and there definitely there definitely were a few dads i mean there were there were there were less dads than i had maybe expected okay and that that probably sounds horrendously naive but Mm -hmm. i i i kind of thought there'd be quite a few Mm um uh i mean again Partly because we had this kind of crossover period, mm. uh, I'd had I'd had a bit of a gentle introduction, so mm. we'd been going to things together for a little while, and mm. that was that was quite a nice kind of opportunity to to hand off mm. um, uh, to to me. I, I mean, I, I inherited all of Terry's friends as well, mm. um, so so that was that was really nice, and people were just really welcoming mm. about it. Um, and I had yeah, I had some dad yeah. friends, um, had some really good dad friends, and and that was. That was really helpful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also really like cake, um, mm. so that bit worked <laughs> fine. Yeah. And and I know that you're not. I mean, I'm, yeah. There's 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 some mm. there's some stuff where you're uh, you, you don't have the you don't have the same shared physical experience. Yeah. Um, as as the rest of the mums, but you're also going through the same type of sleep deprivation mm. and starting by that point it's kind of start, starting weaning. weaning i yeah, mean there was yeah, a lot yeah. of there was a lot of weaning conversation yeah. and oh that's a good recipe oh, how did that yeah, go yeah. um and it was and also i mean the other thing that was funny was that you, there was kind of this assumption that i would initially there was a assumption from some people that i would only want to hang out with the other dads yeah um which mm. you know I, I was just i was you know, happy hanging out with hanging out with anybody really yeah um so yeah and actually in my sort of time on maternity leave not necessarily i haven't met that many dads doing the paternity but i spend a lot of time chatting to like grannies and childminders and other people looking after the kids you don't it's not always the mums is it there is a kind of mixture of people around and about sort of doing things socially that you just spend some time with and it's quite nice absolutely yeah Okay, and then to Larry, some of those issues around confidence and staying connected when you're on maternity leave and sort of feeling like you're still part of that that place because it's something I think I've struggled with a bit and we've talked a little bit about it, haven't we? Um, yeah. You... I, in terms of like staying connected, I did a few, so they call them keep in touch days mm. and I did a couple of them and then didn't actually declare them as keeping touch days about so that separation that's my own problem <laughs> um anyway I um yeah so I did so we have things like um a degree show which is like a really big mm. deal in the um, academic calendar so it's mm. a moment when the whole building is open to the public and the students show what they've been working on mm. and so I went along to those so they those would have happened um Manon would have been about three months old okay so it's one of the first kind of big adventures I suppose we went on together and again it was like the hot summer um and crossing London and it felt like a big deal just to get there and then of course you get there and it's really exciting there's loads of stuff going on 
um, but you're so disconnected from it and your mm. colleagues are so busy. Like, it's the busiest time of year. So you turn up and they're really happy to see you, but of course everyone's... They've not got the time. Yeah, yeah. and they're dealing with their own stuff mm. and they're so in their bubble, mm. which is totally understandable. Um, and so I found experiences like that a little bit um, discombobulating, coming mm. away, feeling a bit unsure about why I did that and what did I want mm. to get out of it. Yes, um, yep, yep. Uh, and so, and realising that actually... Maybe I just maybe just not being there is okay <laughs> because you're yeah. not really meant to be there unless unless you are actually working on projects mm. that you really feel that you need to be across. Like mm. uh, don't I, I think I was going out of a feeling of guilt that I felt like I should yeah. um, continue to know what was going on, but actually I yeah. shouldn't. Yeah. Um, so I think I made I felt like that was maybe a misstep for me, mm. um, but then I. Uh, didn't, so I didn't go back for a few months. Um, and then when I started back, um, I think I felt, I was surprised by how everything was the same. So like nothing, you've changed a lot. Um, and yet nothing has changed at work. Even the things you hoped the might change. Still <laughs> like, broken. Yeah, like all the things, all the things that you love about it are still there. And all the things you thought might have been dealt with haven't been dealt with. So it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, but you kind of quickly set, you settle into the work, but it's yeah, there's moments of like just getting the tube on your own or like eating your lunch on your own, and that kind of stuff is just incredible in like yeah. those first few weeks. Like I absolutely, I still really love my tube journey. Like it's bizarre. Um, Who else in London loves just, the tube yeah, Like just oh, twenty minutes, <laughs> twenty minutes on my own. Like oh my god, it's amazing. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so I found that that, that initial week, because I went back in the um, new year, so it was the very first week of the year, and so it's really quiet. Mm. And I also went back on my birthday, mm. um, which w- was quite weird. <laughs> was <that a> <laughs> it was quite a weird choice. I, don't, I just think I'm not that excited about my birthday, so I didn't really care. Um, but yeah, and then my colleagues did like a surprise birthday party, which, oh, was, which was very sweet. That is um, very sweet, because some places wouldn't exactly. Um And... Yeah, so that first week was really quiet and then the week after it started to ramp up and mm-hmm. I started to get projects and um, and then I started to get a little bit... I suppose it's paranoid um, about just not necessarily feeling connected to everyone mm-hmm. and realising you have to rebuild all those relationships a bit, yes, like they need yeah. managing. Um, and while everyone's being very lovely... Yeah. And I work with lots of lovely people. Um, the whole thing is just bizarre. The whole thing is mm. so strange. Mm. Um, and I don't think people necessarily understand how weird it mm. is as an experience yeah. to have had someone else doing your job and doing your job well mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. really uh, looking after it for you uh, to then come back and step into that um, just feels strange for everyone involved. Yeah. And it would be nice for people to just say that out loud it's just as weird for the person who's been there as it is for the person who hasn't been there I Mm. think the whole thing and so that was for me it was like a real challenge for Mm. to manage those relationships and I tried really hard Mm. and my colleagues tried really hard um to like to be honest about what was Mm. what was going on I think I think just generally it's a people management mm. um, issue. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's one of those things whereby if you haven't experienced it, mm. it's really difficult to understand yeah. um, how to help. Yeah. And I th- I think when... I, this is probably very particular to my job, but because it's a university... No, I suppose it's true for everyone. that you, I think you just have to admit that you have, you're have you going to have gaps in your knowledge and your understanding mm. of what's been going on and just accept that. Like you can't fill in. You Everything. can't fill in nine months of missed work or mm. a, a year or six months or whatever you've done. Mm. I think you just have to accept that and move forward. And I've, mm. what I've had to admit is that because, because I work in a university as an academic year... And so I have missed essentially an entire mm. academic year and I have missed all those students mm. graduating. I don't know who they are. I don't know yeah, them. Yeah. And I actually can't know them. Like, I've, I've just missed yeah. that opportunity. And I have to just accept that and just mm. move forward with it. Um, but I've, I think I felt like when I went back, 
I could fill that gap in mm. and I could be complete in my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you wanted to be really conscientious about it. And kind yeah. Of that. yeah. And it's like, oh, there just isn't time. Like, I can't get the, I can't get this nine months back, like mm. in, in career ways, which is fine. But it, uh, I think it's taken me a while to mm. realize that and just let go of that and mm. move forward. Um, yeah. And I think maybe we could like segue into wrapping up because it's been a fantastic conversation and it's something I've been doing with other interviewees is uh, ending on a few kind of standard questions and you know we've got two of you here so we've got two sets of standard <laughs> questions um, and one is around um, role models and people who've supported you either in decisions you've made in your career or kind of guidance they've given you in this sort of balance of becoming parents and still keeping your work active and alive and whether there's anybody either of you would reference so for me my I have an older sister she's four years older than me Mm. and she has she has a three-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. um and we do not share parenting tips yeah um we did we do not share our pregnancy experiences or our labor experiences or anything like that but from her I definitely get a sense of how to how to retain your sense of self yes whilst being a mum and how to continue to um be a like uber competent Mm. professional woman Mm. um and also a primary care for a little toddler mm. um and it's not it's not that she gives me advice really but it's more that she just uh th- over the last few years i've just seen her not accept any judgment or guilt mm. or anything for for the choices that she makes and just to own what she's doing um <laughs> and whenever yeah whenever i mention something that i'm having i was talking to her about a man i'm going to nursery i was saying i don't know how i'm going to how do you feed them in the morning and then get them to the thing and then mm-hmm. how do you get them back and then feed them? And she's like, oh, you're, you're, you're thinking that you could do too many things. Like, yeah. you're not going to do that first bit. Like, just yeah. cut that bit out yeah. and cut that bit out and do that. Way. You know, you, if you could swap half an hour of cooking and cleaning for playing with yeah. her, just accept that that's yeah, what yeah. you're going to do and don't don't feel like you you have to give her every meal and every you know yeah. you don't have Nurseries to care for it in that way to yeah. help with these things yeah like yeah. you're paying yeah. some you're paying someone to do that so mm. accept that help yeah. and then swap out all that other time for playtime mm. and enjoy her yeah, yeah. Um, and it's stuff like that when she just kind of reminds me of why, why you became yeah okay yeah all the it. good bits yeah yeah and actually uh if you're paying someone to look after your child in the daytime you give them that responsibility mm. and then the benefit of that is to then take all those lovely moments with mm. them when you pick them up yeah um so yeah and john How what about you? about you i honestly don't i don't think that there's any any one person in particular mm. that i look to as a as a as a as a, as a sort of definitive role model yeah um but i but i i i'm i'm probably pretty conscious of of picking from all sorts of different people uh mm-hmm. around me to to just kind of note the things that that they've done and mm. in the way that they the way that they have approached parenting the mm. way that they've approached trying to to some extent trying to b- balance their career and, mm. and kind of find a find a kind of happy happy middle ground and i mean yeah. that as with Tulare, that that certainly starts mm. with um, with with my family. It starts with yeah. Um, it starts with my mum. It starts with you know watching my brother and sister and the yeah. way that the way that they have um, quite you know they, they've they've kind of negotiated very mm. different um, ways through being through being a parent and and I, I think I've learned from watching both of them. Yeah. And and I've also I mean I've I've learned from watching friends. Mm. I've learned little bits from, uh, yeah, little bits from colleagues, and then and then a lot from the people that we've sort of met over the last year. Actually, mm-hmm. I mean, quite a lot of I found quite a lot of kind of parenting has been mm-hmm. you know you kind of take a sample of opinion or how yeah. you know, how do you guys do this? How do you do that? How do you little tips and here the, and there? Yeah, and then you sort of make then then I think between us we probably then then make up our mind about okay mm-hmm. we want to we'll we'll we'll, we'll We'll do it that way. Yeah. Um, then Manon will 
ultimately decide what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's. <laughs> I yeah. think that's. I think that's true. And I think we've. Mm. I think we've probably still got a long way to. I think we've probably still got a long way to go before. Well, I mean, from here on in, it's a. Mm. It's a kind of changing, kind of movable mm. feast of you know she she. She's doing new things every every week, and mm. that's going to start asking new questions of us and how yeah, we yeah, how yeah. we how we parent. And then, any last thoughts on the shared parental leave? Because that was the starting point of this this interview, and it's obviously worked for you. Um, anything that organisations could do to improve it, as you said before, maybe both organisations that you work for hadn't really known how to advise you and you were kind of I think working I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a criticism I just think it's I think mm. the of, of of them I think it there's a level of kind of complexity around the legislation which mm. is given that it's new just takes a little bit of time to embed um I, I, I you're obviously right it's, it has worked for us it's not going to work for everyone not everyone's going to going to want to do it um but I think it's, I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, Laura, you, you sort of know, know uh, a bit about this as not the, 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 the architecture profession as a, mm-hmm. as a whole has kind of terrible retention rates with mm-hmm. women. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of, a lot of um, uh, women start studying, they start the training and the drop-off rate as you go through the the kind of various phases is is kind of really problematic. Um, and actually, I think that I think that shared parental leave has the opportunity to be a, a really strong kind of riposte to that. Mm-hmm. To um, to see for 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 men and men and women in the workplace to feel like they have um, a more equal responsibility towards childcare and for employers to see that, see that too. And I mean, some of that, some of that is going to come down to, is going to come down to uh, employers uh, committing financially through their, um, through their shared parental leave policies and, and, um, and, and kind of recognizing that, that, that there should be a, you know, that there should be an equivalence to the way that, that both male and female staff are, are treated. Um, so I think it's I think in that in that sense I think it's I I would hope that it's a it's a it's a positive step forwards for well for our profession and 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 for um, for for employers more generally. Yeah. I've had some funny conversations of the last year that have surprised me about shared parental leave where um, women I've been talking to would say oh I would never do that. I would never give he I would never give him a few months leave like I want it all to myself. Mm-hmm. And I I really surprised I mean I know it's a joke. Have you been talking but... to Nat? <laughs> 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 um, but it's happened it's happened more than mm-hmm. once. And while I while it's said in jest, I think it has an mm-hmm. underlying kernel of truth to it. Mm-hmm. And I I find it really odd because it's this one it's this one place where women have the upper hand essentially and you have these 12 months that are your 12 months and that society has given you those 12 months and it's okay for you to them to be yours and now all of a sudden it's like oh you should be generous and you should give some of that time mm-hmm. to your partner um but i i feel like the the benefits of it so far outweigh the loss of three months or four months or however you split it mm. that you end up with I mean firstly I don't know why you wouldn't want the father or mother or whoever of your child your partner not to spend time on their own looking after that child I don't understand why you wouldn't want mm. your partner to experience that um, but you get a better you all become better parents and your child is happier and your child mm. is more connected to both of you and sees you sees you both as parents I don't understand why you wouldn't want to share that mm. with your partner um so f- for me it seems like it means it's been very natural and it's been very organic um but i think it's a moment when women should be generous yeah i think i know i know women are asked so much in society and they give quite a lot um but i think this is one thing that they mm. should share with is that a horrendous thing to say? No, no. That seems like it's a horrendous thing to I, say. Well, I probably, I, I jokingly said, we were talking to Nat, as in my partner, um, 
and I probably have been guilty of being like, well, look, I can take ownership of maternity leave and get on with it and do it and maybe do it well. I'm not saying that couldn't do it well. So there's probably some of it, but you kind of think this is something I can own. <laughs> yeah, it's, and, it's definitely, it feels like it's yours. It's yeah. yours to give, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it's that giving that feels quite strange, I think, mm. still. I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting one mm. that it's not... That 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 it's a shared parental leave. Mm. That there's not his you know his maternity leave and maternity leave rights to kind of stay the same, mm. or they're adjusted to make way for separate and more equal paternity leave. Because that, I mean that's that's maybe on a slight from what I understand a slightly more Scandinavian model where there's a kind of there there are two distinct chunks of mm. time, and I think I. Think think i'm right in saying that this that, that there is um uh there's a there's an element of paternity um pay um a kind of statutory paternity pay for fathers that they just lose if they don't take it so it's kind of interesting that it's that the way that the legislation is framed is it puts that it puts the kind of onus almost on 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 the mother to to then make a decision about yeah, with yeah, their yeah. partner about whether or not it's whether whether or not it's going to be. Everyone should benefit rather than it being a yeah. one yeah. or the other. But I mean, yeah. it, but it, I mean, equally, yeah. I know mean, our experience has been, has been super positive, but that you know, equally there will be. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of that's really specific to the particular dynamics of our relationship and how we how we work. And you know, there will be there'll be lots of people who for whom I know you know yeah there'll be mums who are who are sort of reluctant to give up their. Their, their their time there will also be dads who who um who won't want to do it um yeah. and there's also that not knowing thing as you start you don't know how your pregnancy is going to go you don't know how your labor is going to go you don't know how yeah. the transition of becoming a parent or a second time parent a third time parent is going to go so you, all these things are quite unpredictable aren't yeah. they and so then when you're asked oh how much maternity leave are you going to take it's a really hard question yeah. to answer because you don't actually know until you're living it how it's going to be and Absolutely. Then, so if you're then being asked how much of this are you portioning off now and you don't necessarily know when the best bit so almost it's easier to just be like we'll just keep it simple and we'll say we'll take this amount and mm. so maybe there's just that it's almost an easier route, whereas actually you've had to navigate some of those complexities. And even though it's felt organic and natural, you have been working within a framework. And mm-hmm. um, I, f- I found it quite funny when I was saying, when I was outlining what I was, how the shared parental leave was going to work to my um, office, and I was saying like, oh, I'm going to take this amount of time off, and then I'll come back. And they're like, yeah, okay, I wrote all the forms and all that stuff. And then I uh got I I found out that essentially they were expecting me to be off for a year and I said oh that's really strange because I said I was going to be off for eight months and they're like yeah but you know I mean this I've had a lot of women who say they're going to go off for eight months and actually it's they tend to go for 12 Mm -hmm. I was like yeah but I'm I'm sharing my leave with my partner so for every month I take back he loses Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to change like we've decided this is a decision and it's kind of it's not set in stone but I something serious would have to happen for me to take a month away from him Mm. um and I think they were surprised that I was so definite Mm. about that and I think shared parental you approach it differently Mm. because uh it's not this it's not this 12 months that you can just decide when it stops it's it impacts someone else yes yes. so you you have it has to be negotiated (laughs) and you, you kind of have to be a bit more um set as you go into it so that your employer and you all kind of know what's happening yeah. um but yeah I mean we were definitely in a situation where everyone was figuring it out and we were all going yeah. through it kind of together it's I mean I think that the it's one of those it's one of those experiments which is is a friend uh, an old friend who I who I saw a few few weeks ago kind of said to me it's really it's going to be really interesting to see what quite what happens with this generation of kids who are suddenly spending quite a lot more time with their dads, mm. um, and uh, as the as the numbers grow, I mean, assuming that the numbers of of, of parents take of dads who time. who take up take up paternity leave that it grows, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting, mm. um, but then it, you know, also I think we've got a long way to go. It's mm. you know, this has covered the first year of Manon's life, and we've got we've got an awful lot more parenting to do and I think it set us oh set... no we've got this one parenting to do <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but it's I, you know I think it's I think it's given us given us a good start. But I, you know there's also there's a lot of figuring out to do from from here on in. Mm. Well, thank you both. I knew some of your decisions and some of your story, but not the full the full impact of it. So thank you for sharing it, and I'm sure that people listening have really benefited from from hearing it. So thank you again. Um, so you've been listening to the Mother of All Solutions with Tulare Lloyd Jones and John Ross and myself, Laura Broderick. You've been listening to The Mother of All Solutions. The Mother of All Solutions is produced and hosted by Laura Broderick and edited by me, Owen Wainhouse. Music for this episode is Night and Day by D. Yan Key, licensed under Creative Commons via the Free Music Archive. <laughs>